Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Lowe's Provember event is back. In celebration of pros, we're offering special values on top tools to get any job done right. Head into Lowe's and check out the largest selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories. Right now, you can get a guaranteed tough DeWalt 20-volt max bear tool free when you buy a DeWalt 20-volt max drill or impact driver kit. Shop in-store or order online. Lowe's, the new home for pros. Valid through 1-5 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. U.S. only. I'm Pablo Torre, host of ESPN Daily, where every morning we present the best sports story of the day. And ESPN Daily is presented by Supercuts. Supercuts is the perfect way to get a haircut if you're someone who doesn't have time for a haircut. You just check in on the Supercuts app or you walk in for a quality cut. The highly trained stylist at Supercuts can always give you that fresh cut feeling fast. And it's not just any haircut. It's Supercuts. Check in now on the Supercuts app or on Supercuts.com. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, LaRose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. 800-998-1003 is the way to tap into the conversation. Got plenty to get into, Pels, taking on the Warriors. He spoke with Will Guillory. Got his thoughts. The graph literally called in during Pels' shoot-around, which was just going on at the start of it, and wanted to give us the very latest on his despised hatred for the Falcons. It's That's right. Voice of your Pelicans called in and did that. Didn't call in to talk Pels, although he did. He did talk a little bit about the team and playing hard and some good, um, good words given by Marcus Spears on the podcast that the Pels have today as well. So go ahead and check that out, Marcus Spears of the Undefeated, talking about Willie Green's job. Even though the team's one and eight, uh, there's some positive aspects of there as well. So we'll get this going with John Forcade, who's over at a little tournament there for charity. You do it all for the charity. John, how are you, sir? Yes, Gus, I do everything for charity, especially yeah. when uh, it's free. You know what I'm saying? I understand that, <laughs> sir. <laughs> especially, yeah. I'm over um, here uh, trying to help out the uh, the charity event. that uh, I, didn't, I totally forgot about this deal. They called me this morning like, where are you? Oops. But I'm here. You're a man of the people, John. You're busy. You're a man of the people. Look, uh, in all honesty, though, there there's some things to talk about this week. Let's kind of just start with last week, though. The game, man. When you're watching that game, you obviously were back up in the NFL, started some games as well, but you've had to come in when the starter goes down in-game. How difficult is that? And with that experience that you had, what did you think of the job Trevor Simeon did? All right, well, the first one is that coming into a game when somebody goes down to play, it's really tough off the bat because if, if you're ahead, you're okay. If you're behind, then what does a head coach do from a play-calling standpoint? This game was still intact. Both teams could have won it. 
So it made it easier for him to go in there realizing that he's got a defense that they had. I thought he played extremely well uh, under the circumstances of what lies ahead. Uh, that's the right choice for them to make right now. Him over Hill, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, Winston was playing well this season so far. He got injured, injured a part of the game, but you've got to have a backup. And I always tell people, oh, they're just a backup quarterback. But let me say something. you got a backup quarterback. His job is to maintain everything until the starter comes back. Well, the starter's not coming back. Right. Now he has to get the mindset that I'm the starter until something goes wrong. And then Sean Payton knows that. You know, it might not be no 37, you know, 28 games. It might be in the high 20s from now on because you have to realize his defense is capable of shutting down opposing offenses. So, all Simeon's had to do was just don't turn the ball over. He's got experience, and that's what I like about him. He was in Denver, didn't have a great team, but he played pretty decent. Went to the Jets, didn't have a good team, did okay. Here he's got a good team and a good mm-hmm. head coach, so I think he's going to be just fine. I think the other aspect of it too, John, and obviously you've dealt with this as well, concussions. And with Taysom Hill not fully practicing until yesterday, was limited Wednesday, you truly don't know how that sort of goes now. Look, uh, playing with a concussion as a skill position player or a quarterback, probably some differences to it too. But when you went through concussions and and tried to recover from it, how, I mean, I, I guess it's obvious, right? How does it affect your decision making and being able to go? Like, when do you know you're fully recovered and ready to go? Well, this is something strange because I talked to someone yesterday about concussions. Guys missing three weeks because of concussions. Man, all we missed was a couple of plays and went back out and played with concussions. So. I didn't have these three-week-long concussions. Guys, I got never even heard of it back in my day. You got a three-week break from a concussion. I don't know what they're seeing and thinking, but basically, you know, they're trying to say, oh, you got a you know, protocol that said, God, oh, my, look at all the years of guys that play ball. But with all that being said, I understand what the deal is about the, the health-wise and the safety aspects of it. Yes, it does. You know, he hadn't been around as far as getting snaps, dropping back. I don't know if his head's hurting or what the scenario may be. It's not easy coming off a concussion and playing. I remember when I had mine in Minnesota and I had to go back in and play. Trust me, when I threw that nice touchdown pass to Merriweather, it looked so pretty, never moved a bit. But I realized he's a defensive linebacker running down the field with my pass. So it does affect you as you're playing the game. But in this situation, they took his time with Hill. I think he's going to be fine. Hill's going to go back in and probably – now, my, my question is, is he going to be the backup quarterback? And if he is, does he – still play the uh, expected gadget. You know, does he go out there and do everything else he's been doing? That's going to be the key for him is does he play the role of, uh, you know, the, the guy that plays all positions or does he just stand on the sideline and wait and see what happens to uh, uh, Trevor? It's interesting you, you mentioned that. Yeah, it is a pretty pass. The only problem is the pick six. You know, <laughs> that oh, it was beautiful. But it, didn't, it didn't go on my side of the slate as a touchdown pass. <laughs> That's a shame. It was. It was a touchdown pass. It should be. If I throw a touchdown be. pass to the opposing team, I should have it. Um, rivalry games, man. I is it more for fans or, or is it palpable in the locker room? Like, can can you dislike an opponent? Can you dislike a team? Even though it may change from year to year, different players, different coaches, or I mean, are you aware? Oh, it's this team this week. Well. In this case, the Atlanta Falcons. Everybody knows what the Saints and Atlanta Falcons are going through. Now it's come also with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Brady's there and a few other little problems ahead over the year with the, the players playing for Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, you only got a handful of rivals that you, you kind of play against. And you know it pre-game and before the week comes, you know it. But come game time, it's just another team you're playing against. And uh, 
trust me, these guys just want to win the game. They don't care if it's Atlanta. They don't care if it's Jets. They don't care who it is. If you're playing against somebody, you have to go. But you know doggone well prior to that kickoff, it's 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 a rival, your big game. It's in your division. So, yes, it's a big game. But once the, once the game begins, nobody cares about the, the rival of it. Mm-hmm. You're playing another NFL team. So basically, it's fans. I, I'm the one that's going to enjoy myself, whether or not I'm going to like it or enjoy not. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy okay, that's fine. All right, yeah. that's fine. Well, when you look at the Falcons, man, they're three and four. Look, they they didn't start well. They they've gotten a little bit better, but I, I don't know, man. Is this one of those games where you you don't look at the record, you, you toss it aside, or do you think there there are matchup things that benefit New Orleans this week? I I think Atlanta's got a good team. Uh, I'm surprised that they're not better than what they are right now because they do have some talented players. But I think they're really a, a year or two away from being uh, competitive enough for playoff, but they can do something to the Saints that, you know, that that's all they want to do is, you know, is put a, put a thorn in their side by saying, hey, you know what, we're going to knock out the playoffs, we're going to beat you. So that's why Atlanta comes in and realizes, hey, look, we have nothing to play for, basically. You know, we don't expect to get the playoffs. Let's go out there and upset someone who are expecting to make the playoffs. So we'll see. And um, I just think Atlanta's got the weapon. Look, with, with, with Matty Rice, you know, Matty Ryan back there, you don't know, Ice, you know, Ice Man back there. He can do something. Pitts is a heck of a football player. They got a decent defense, but overall, I just think they're still, you know, a year or two away from being as good as the Saints are at Tampa Bay. But mm-hmm. anything can happen on any given Sunday. Yeah, I didn't think the Jets would beat the Bengals, right? I mean, I honestly yeah, didn't. Yeah, don't even want to ask true. you if you bet it on that one because uh, <laughs> there's some games that don't make sense to me. Um, look, I do think it's. It's something that we do in the media, and it's something fans do. And I, I think to an extent, coaches and players do. I, I look at the final 10 games, John. Let's start here. Do you think 10 gets you in? If you can win half of the next 10 games, that puts you at 10 wins. I think you are in the playoffs at 10. Do you think 10 gets in? Uh, 10 and 7 is what they'll end up if they get 10 wins. Now, that's a playoff team if they're talking about wild card. Uh, winning the division, I don't think ten and seven are going to win the division. Uh, I do think ten and seven can get you into the playoffs. Uh, I think they can go better than five wins in the next, you know, ten games. Uh, uh, you know, they can go six wins, but uh, they got to take one at a time and realize that Winston's not coming back through the door. Play with what you got, go with what you got. Just keep the games competitive enough that they can stay in the ball game. But ten, ten and seven, I think the Saints can get into the playoffs. All right. I see two of the next three I think the Saints can get. I think you're better than the Eagles. That's a bit of a disaster over there. I know Jalen Hurts is having a decent year, but they were talking about benching him over there. Um, I'm not saying you can't win at Tennessee next week. There's no Derrick Henry, but they're a very good team. Very well coached outside. I, I just think if you don't stuff your toe this week, realistically I can say take two of the next three, and you got the gauntlet, Bills, Cowboys, at New York. I know it's the Jets, but it's December 12th. It could be snowing, cold. And they beat the Bengals, so I'm not saying it's a win. It should be, but and then you're at Tampa Bay. You split two and two there. I mean, you're at nine. You know what I'm saying? And, and then the, your final three games are Dolphins, Panthers, Falcons, in the need to win one. So that's why I think Sunday's important. I, I think these next three games, if you can find a way to get two, I, I think the playoffs are a very realistic opportunity. Right now, I can see it. But you got to get on the interstate here. And I think if you can get two of the next three on the on-ramp. It all depends, Doug, Gus, on how they play these two of the next three. People right. in the league are going to look at them. They still, they, don't, they still don't believe the Saints have it. 
Well, listen, the Saints, we all know that their defense is there. They're still struggling uh, receiver-wise, not moving the ball offensive-wise, struggling in the red zone. But if they win, look, the name of the game is win. It don't have to be pretty, but you keep winning, you keep winning. You know, if you win it by a point, win it by a field goal, as long as you get them wins on the on the left side of the column, <laughs> right. that gets you closer to a playoff pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it honestly doesn't matter. All right, John, let's leave with this, sir, so you can get back to your charity event. Very simple. Who wins on Sunday? Oh, I think the Saints win on Sunday. No doubt about it. I got to win them 30, 31-20. All right, 31-20. Thank you, John, for finding a little time this afternoon, right, sir. We'll see you next week. Talk to you soon. Bye, buddy. There, there he goes, John Forcade. Um, So Sean Payton just wrapped up his press conference as the Saints have wrapped up practice for the week. Here's Coach asked about the quarterbacks. Yesterday, obviously we're not at practice. How have you seen him kind of take command of the offense he's, so far? I mentioned this last weekend. He's um, his person. Like these guys all have different personalities, and I, I coached a player similar to Trevor's when I mentioned Ty Detmer. It's, it's kind of cool, calm. Just you, you never see the the real highs or the real lows. That's his personality, and it works for him. And um, his preparation this week has been really good. Um, Taste him the same way. Um, but everyone has a different personality relative to how they play, and so his would be um, his would be that way. You know, by example, he's got a good command of what we're doing, um, but but pretty you know pretty flat line in a good way. How have you seen the players respond him in practice and in the home? Good. I, I think there's you know. He did a good job last week coming in in that moment, and uh, you know there's certainly a confidence in, in him and what we're doing. Is that beneficial? How beneficial is it that he's been here for like about a year? Uh, I think that's important. Yeah, I think that's good because you know he's been in the system. He's, he's you know he understands it and he knows it. I, I think the same thing with Jameis and Taysom. You know those guys have all been in it here for quite a quite a bit and Ian is you know kind of getting it quicker now does that mean he'll, he'll be active this week both? um yeah there, he'll probably be up too and that of course means Ian Book being active as a quarterback along with Taysom Mill again it would make sense if Taysom plays his joker role happens to suffer an injury you need another quarterback. So you'll have all three. Um, so there you have it. Again, it just makes sense, I think, a little bit this week, and that's why I played a little bit earlier today. Alvin Kamara, again, just respecting Trevor going in. You just heard Sean Payton say that his teammates saw him go in there and get the job done. And I think that's all from a locker room perspective that you want. Can you go in there and get the job done? So that's head coach Sean Payton just minutes ago. As the Saints wrap up their Friday practice, tomorrow will be a short walkthrough, and then it's game day, man. Saints and Falcons. Let's talk a little bit about that if you'd like as well. Pell's taking on the Warriors. We'll take your phone calls. Got an open segment. Leo Haggerty will talk NFC South at the bottom of the hour. So if you want to chime in on the Pell's, they just wrapped up a shoot-around. They take on the Warriors tonight, 9 o'clock, right here on ESPN New Orleans. And then also, of course, if you want to talk on this game, it's Falcon Hate Week. Do you hate the Falcons more than Todd does? Give me some, give me some Falcon stories out there as well. Do you look forward to every time the Saints play the Falcons? Like, legitimately still. John says once the game gets kicked off, you're off and running. Um, and maybe it's more for the fans and media, but 
I do. I, I always, there's just something about when I put on that television or go to the stadium and I see the Falcon logo on a helmet and the Florida Lee. Huh? Just is for me. Sport Hangover continues next on ESPN New Orleans. This Black and Gold Report is brought to you by Ashley Barrios and Cutoff, State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. See Ashley today for all of your insurance needs. Saints, Falcons on Sunday. Now, Thursday's injury report saw one upgrade to it. Taysom Hill went from limited to full participation, leading one to believe you'll see him on Sunday. Whoever the quarterback is moving forward, he'll need the receiving group to step up. Traquan Smith says they're ready. We always got to be prepared for anything. Being able to block, being able to, you know, you know run routes and catch the ball. We got to go the extra mile because, you know, the, this offense depend on us. And it's always a big thing, you know, coming from CJ. Like, we always literally have to be prepared because say we come into the game, four receivers and majority three going to be playing. That fourth receiver, no, he has to has to know every single position. He know he has to. As for the other side of the ball, the Saints defense now 10th in total defense, 4th in points allowed per game. Linebacker Quan Alexander feels they can get better over the final 10 games. For us, we always have confidence. If y'all can see, we always playing with energy and everything. We just building. We just keep building and building. And, and the more confidence we get, the more better we're going to get. And everybody's just playing, playing for each other and, and playing with each other. You know what I'm saying? We practice hard. We communicate. And we, we all together. New Orleans, a six-and-a-half-point favorite, noon kickoff. For more of the Black and Gold, keep it here on ESPN New Orleans. This Black and Gold report has been brought to you by Ashley Barry Austin Cutoff. State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. See Ashley today for all of your insurance needs. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belts and related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Citizen. What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. Jimmy and stepping up to the podium speaking right now. Again, name the Saints starter. Sean Payton had a little something to say about that. We'll try to get a little Trevor here before the end of the show. Uh, also this weekend, and there was a luncheon today, and it's going to be over the weekend. You'll see it at the game Sunday. Roman Harper, Jari Evans being inducted into the Saints Hall of Fame. Sean Payton, a little minute ago, after practice, told a story about them on draft night. But both of them, when you look at Roman and Jari, um, that they were in that first draft class. Both of them, one second, I think one fourth. Both of them, 
were picks that we traded down for. And so with Roman, we went back a few spots and acquired Jeff Fain. And so he started for us at center. And uh, and then Roman, however, however many years, obviously had a great career. And Jari, in the fourth round, we had the two pick that year. And they used to have three rounds, and then you'd go the, the rest of the draft. So it was early morning. Texans up first. We're up second. And we're getting ready to select a tight end out of uh, Wisconsin, Owen Daniel. In fact, I'm on the phone with him, and the draft's beginning, and we're talking, and it just was coincidence that he and I went to the same high school. I didn't even realize it. And while we were on the phone, the Texans clicked in. Um, he came back to me and said, Coach, I'm getting drafted by the Texans. Well, that was the, there was only one pick ahead of us. So Texans selected Owen Daniel. Um, we traded back with the Philadelphia Eagles. We acquired Hollis Thomas. And then also, at that point, then drafted Jari Evans. So sometimes, um, you know, you're in that case, and Owen turned out to be a real good player. And Jari, uh, I think, is a eventual Hall of Famer in our league. Um, but both those players were trade back and then acquire a guy that played for us that year. Hollis played. Obviously, Jeff started. Those guys were fantastic players. And they, like, epitomize what we're looking for. Indeed. And again, you look at the importance and Juan kind of mentioned it here as well. And we talked about it when he joined us, Juan Kincaid back at 1215, man, it's, you have to draft well. I mean, again, think of this. We We're not even talking about the second cornerback spot. People were losing their minds along with receiver uh, about who is going to be the corner all off season, summer training camp, not even work. Paulson Adebo stepped in. Pete Werner playing spectacular. I, and look, I, I, I really do think you're going to like Peyton Turner. I, I do. I, I think he's going to be good. That's three players, your first three picks, that potentially are not only starters or will contribute in a heavy rotation role, right? Like, Quan Alexander is your starter, even though, again, two weeks ago as Quan was slowly coming back, Pete Werner. Got a lot of the snaps, but he's getting a, a lot of snaps. So there's depth there, and that that's a good thing. You gotta have good draft picks, man. It's crazy. I didn't think about that until Sean said it there about the whole, hey, you know, Jeff Fain, and, and we're able to pick up different players as well, man. I, when you go back and you just start looking at that roster, you know, from 2009, just. Players, acquisitions, they didn't miss very many. They didn't miss on very many. And it's pretty, it's pretty good. Uh, gotta have free agent pickups too that, that matter. And one of them, obviously, there's the debate, right? Is it Drew Brees with, you know, hands down, you would say, free agent signing? Um, a fun battle between Saints fans and in a good way has been. Bigger free agent pickup at linebacker, Jonathan Vilma or Demario Davis. I saw this a couple weeks ago on Twitter. I think somebody from the local media put that up there. Uh, something like, has Demario Davis passed, you know, Vilma as the best linebacker free agent in, in franchise history? It's going to be tough for me from this aspect of it to ever look past what Vilma did. Because, again, 
dome patrol days just you're looking at it, where, where that position group was dominant but but more importantly cerebrally I mean it's it, it, again I, I don't know if it's fair that it would take a Super Bowl with the Mario Davis making the type of plays he made against the Bucks for me to say that but right now that game you know famously you heard the D coordinators you know say it Jonathan Vilma out audibled Peyton Manning. I, I can't look past that. I just I got to give edge to it again. This is a good kind of discussion to have because they both have been tremendous. And Demario Davis, I think, has done something that Jonathan didn't have to do to an extent, although he did, and be the leader of the team. He absolutely was the unequivocal leader of the defense. But Demario Davis has taken over. I think, you know to an extent, of Drew Brees' sort of, hey, this is the team, this is the heartbeat, this is how we fight, this is how we go. Um, not only from the obvious of leading the chant and stuff like that. So, you know, that that's just as important. And he makes plays on the field. But I, I'll never forget the 30 for 30, the U. Did you ever watch that one on the University of Miami? There were two parts, or two different ones. But I'll just never forget about the couches shaped in the letter U. They grabbed three couches, formed the letter U in the middle of the locker room over there in Coral Gables. That was where things were discussed, decided, and handled. On the field issues, off the field issues. In Miami... Jonathan Vilma was described as the guy that, when he spoke, you listened. And the same thing was said about him in New Orleans. When he spoke, you listened. So I think it's interesting from that standpoint, the leadership qualities, which we see with Demario Davis, Jonathan Vilma absolutely had it. And I get, again, call it a slight edge or call it whatever edge you like. My vote, and again, this is a good problem to have and it's just for fun, but I saw this being bantered about, I want to say, the last couple of weeks as DeMario Davis continues to play incredible football for this football team. You know, who you taking? Who is more important so far? Again, because he out-audibled Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl, that's why I'm going Vilma. But, man, Demario Davis, what a pickup that has been. Lee, thanks for giving us a call here on the Sports Hangover, man. What you got? Hey, Gus, man, I had to chime in because I yeah. I agree 1,000%. I'm comfortable with somebody telling me that was one, those acquisitions was one and one eight. I'll go with that. One doesn't have to be better than the other because right now I think the, the Saints are just killing it when it comes to – Get putting the right creations on his team. Are they miss, do they miss on some? Yes, of course. But if you hit, if you hit seven, eight out of ten, that's winning, man. Sometimes some people say if you hit no half, if you hit half the draft picks, if you hit half your free agents, you're doing okay. But the Saints are hitting that 70, 80 percent clips. That, that that's great. No, that that is that is great. They, they're doing their homework. They're doing their due diligence. And so they they want to go and target a free agent and bring him in. I can't say nothing. 
like, I'm going to have to say, well, you know what? They, they've been hitting them all this time. Let me just sit back, shut up, and watch this, and watch, hope they pan out. Because at this point, I'm not going to criticize them. They want to bring in Odell Beckham. I, I know they wasn't going to give up the farm for him, but I, I still don't understand how Cleveland said no to the Saints and then turned right around and cut it. I mean, that it makes no sense to me. Get something for something, you know, get something. You don't, you don't just cut him. I mean, if the Saints was offering you a seven round for the next seven rounder for the next two or three drafts, that's better than what they did. They got nothing, you know. So I didn't understand that part. And if they, right. if they're really serious about Odell Beckham, and they want Odell Beckham, I'm not going to argue about it because they see something. They see something, and with the with the rate of they hitting on the free agents, with the rate they've been hitting. I'm not gonna come, I'm not gonna criticize them at all. If they want to bring in OBJ, they must have something in place that that that's gonna convince them. Hey man, we got a lot of room to, to handle that. I'm I'm I mean, I'll go as far as to say they might have had talks with the leaders of the Mario. Right. It wouldn't surprise me, Lee, to to, to do that. I mean, look, Sean. If Sean Payton's going to ask players like Alvin Kamara coming off of a field at halftime, what plays suit you? I cannot imagine that he wouldn't address. Some of the team leaders, especially, and again, I'm not being unfair, but this, he has baggage. <laughs> I mean, so you, you, you would no, assume no, no, no. that, hey, it's a quick text. It's a quick walk down the hall. It's a, hey, hey DeMario, come see real quick. You know, can we handle that? AK, because again, he's on your side of the football, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if in passing, um, even in a joking manner, hey, Lee, uh, what would you think if I told you I was making a phone call here? You know, Because, look, he told a story about Alvin Kamara coming to him trying to convince him to go get Mark Ingram. And and he told Alvin, like, dude, you're on C and I'm on letter F. So he's already passed him. So he didn't go to Alvin to ask him that. But, again, it'd be kind of different. But he did tell him, look, I got you. I'm doing that. So it wouldn't surprise me if one way, shape, or form it was addressed to discuss because, again, he is somebody that if it works, you're going to get a good player. If he's still a good player, again, I. But my 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 thing, Lee, is I, I saw yes, I saw the highlights of you know the balls going over his head or being under thrown or hitting the ground. I also saw a lot of balls going in and out of his hands, and that's yeah. my fear. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Gus. Maybe he need. Maybe Odell Beckham needs a team like this. Maybe he need. I think the Saints can offer him more. Right now, that that he could offer the Saints, and maybe if he comes to the Saints, maybe they offer him a career. I'm not gonna say resurrection because I don't think his career is dead, but right. a career reboot. You know, right. and maybe maybe action would be, well, they lost the starting quarterback. They don't have anybody to throw the ball. I mean, did anybody watch the game on Sunday last week right. that we watched? I don't know if anybody watched the game, but he went in there and ran the offense and hit ten different players. That's stuff that Drew Brees did on a regular basis. So I don't know, man. I just I just think people can have it in their head that that guys who go certain places they'll fit better. Now will OBJ fit better at another place? Of course. He fit, I think he would fit better with the Raiders. He probably would fit better, and I hate to say it, with the Rams. Even though I would oh. I would like to see them try to yeah. I would like to see them try to maneuver all that salary around and try to keep some of these people. You know, they're, they're all in it for this year, but I just don't see how going forward they're going to be able to keep all right. that, all the, 
all those well, star studded players, man. For, first and foremost, he's got to get he's got to get through um, waivers. So until he gets into waivers, yeah. it's, you know, I, I don't unless now, you unless I, I the team, team claims him to try to trade yeah. him, which I don't. That's what I was about them, to You know, like that's what what, yeah, what the Jags or Lions be like? Hey, look, he's not going to want to come play for us, but let's claim him. And then trade. I don't even know if he can do that. So I, I don't know. So we will see um, as we move forward. But got to hit the break, Lee. Sure. Got it. Good. Yeah, you, I, it might not be a trade him, though, because the trade. You got it, buddy. Yep. Appreciate it. Uh, Leo's already on hold, so I'll hit the break. We'll go with him. Leo Haggerty will go over the NFC South real quick. And Trevor Simeon has wrapped up. So we'll grab a, a few things from him. And we'll play that coming up at 245. Don't go anywhere. It's a sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. On on the Today's Medical Minute is provided to you by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center. Hello, I'm Billy Nakian, the Director of the Spine Center of Excellence at Thibodeau Regional. Have you had a recent neck or back injury, or have you been suffering with recurrent neck and back pain? Have you been searching for relief? Thibodeau Regional has developed a unique approach to treating neck and back disorders. The Spine Center of Excellence provides a comprehensive, patient-centered approach to ensure that you receive the right care at the right time from the right provider. The Spine Center is different because it offers centralized access to multiple specialties and services. Patients and their referring physicians are led by a nurse navigator through a process of assessment and treatment, individually tailored to the patient's unique condition. In addition to total care coordination, the Spine Center's comprehensive services include everything from high-tech diagnostic imaging to physical therapy, surgery, alternative medicines, and chronic pain services. If you're experiencing back or neck pain, call today. 985-493-4501, the Spine Center of Excellence of Thibodeau Regional will put you on the path back to your normal routine. This Medical Minute was sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, nationally recognized for providing the highest level of quality care and patient satisfaction. Your new Ford dealership in LaFouche Parish is Calvin Braxton Ford. You may need your vehicle serviced, but you don't want to drive too far. Get ready for some good news. The Calvin Braxton Ford service department in Lockport is now open. And better yet, they truly want to keep your vehicle running at its best. Now offering a special on gas-only oil changes, just $39.95 up to five quarts. Plus, with four new tires, your alignment is only $69.95. Yeah, Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Leo Haggerty, i got to give it to you. In Sports Magazine, not only did you come in town to see us last week, we chatted on Monday about the big Saints win, but you're finding time to talk about the division despite the fact that it's a Bye week for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they get to enjoy being champ. I'm sorry, they're coming off of a loss. How are they handling it, Leo? 
Well, Gus, people are ready to jump off the dag on Sunday. There we go. There we go. You know, typical fans, but again, I I said eleven and six, twelve and five, right in there, and I predicted the Saints to be right about the same spot. Now, I may have to rearrange my thoughts with the Saints, depending upon their quarterback situation. But mm-hmm. uh, again, you, you got a six and two Buccaneers, you got a five and two. Uh, states that could go to six and two this weekend, and now it's a horse race. The last nine weeks. It's interesting when you take a look at this division and where they are. So, I mean, we, we've kind of been following, obviously, and spoke a lot about the Buccaneers going into it. And I still think they're very good. They did create a lot, uh, commit a lot of turnovers. They had a lot of penalties, and again, things went the way they needed to for the Saints to get that win. I think if everybody is healthy, Antonio Brown and Gronk and all that. It's going to be a much different game at Tampa Bay and a tougher game, I think. So we'll get to that when it gets there. I want to talk about the other two teams in the division, though, and then I'll get your opinion on the Saints. That that Panthers-Falcons game, because the Saints-Bucks game was later, got to watch a good amount of it. Man, that was like watching paint dry. I mean, I, and then you're watching Joe Brady this week talk about the quarterbacks. you got reporters asking him if, you know, P.J. Walker is treated differently than Sam Darnold. It, it just seems like... I don't know, I, confusion or just disconnect in Carolina? What, what's your take watching that Panther-Falcon, you know, at least first half? You know, I've got, I'm watching it, and I'm going, who can screw up the most? It, it was like, okay, I'm going to make this mistake. Well, let me trump that with my mistake. And, oh, no, no, I'm going yeah, to go all in with this one. And, and it was like, Teams were playing not to win, but playing just not to lose. And you can't play football like that because that's just that's an abomination when it comes to trying to win a football game. You got to play to win. And I don't think either team was so conservative, so scared of losing that they forgot how to win. Yeah, that's why I said it was like watching paint dry. House. Um, look, Kyle Pitts has been. As advertised, right? I mean, he, he's among the top and tight ends in the league and yards and catches and all of that stuff. And yet I wonder if he has sort of that same impact that even like we saw with Jimmy Graham here in New Orleans and everything. I, I don't know. I mean, when you have a player sort of like that, is it is it hard maybe perhaps in his first year to be a guy that, hey, because of that guy, you're winning games? I, I don't feel like... In Atlanta's three wins, it was because Kyle Pitts took over or something of that nature. Is it just how they're using him? Uh, is it that they're still depending on Calvin Ridley, who, again, is not going to play this week against the Saints? So when, when you look at it and, and look at how Kyle Pitts is used and how he's been so far, how is the fourth overall pick in your eyes? You know what, Gus? I kind of equate it to what happened in Tampa Bay last year. It took 12 weeks before everybody got comfortable with Brady. I just think right now they're trying to figure out how to use Pitts. And because he's such a threat, not only as a tight end, but as a wide receiver, they're starting to split him out a little bit against base defense. Why are they doing that, Gus? Because now they got a linebacker, a strong safety, trying to cover. And if you don't do that, now you got Calvin Ridley in the slot. And, man, that's, I, I just think right now mm-hmm. that Arthur Smith and that offense is still trying to figure out how to use all the weapons that they have. And again, you know, they took a big weapon away from them, but I think they got another one 
almost as good, but they just don't know how to figure out how to use them yet. Right. Yeah, 33 receptions, just one touchdown, to your point. Uh, in, in that many games already, in seven games, you would think somebody that was billed as, you know, a once-in-a-generational talent to that. I mean, this guy is going to dominate that, and he still may, Leo. He still may, but I, I, I would just say, if I'm a Falcon fan, one touchdown, like one touchdown, I would think there would be more, right? I mean, he hasn't been battling the injuries or anything, just, just one touchdown. I almost feel like the story on the offense going into this game it's actually Cordero Patterson. Oh, Gus, you're exactly right. <laughs> that, that's the guy you got to count for in every play because that's the guy the Falcons want to go to right now. And again, they got a go-to guy. And I'll tell you what, if Patterson's your go-to guy and Ridley and Pitt are your B and C, that's a pretty darn good offense. And again, it's just a matter of Matt Ryan getting comfortable with all these guys doing what they do. And, again, we saw Tom Brady. The guy had been in the league 20 years. He took him 12 weeks to figure out, okay, what does Godwin do best? What does Evans do best? What do they do here? What do they do there? What does Antonio – oh, let's add Antonio Brown. What are we going to do with uh, Ronald Jones? How about Fournette? What are we, and, oh, by the way, there's Gronk. So, yeah, it's <laughs> – it, it, it's basically a feeling out process, Gus. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that's what the Saints are going to go through now is they got to go with Trevor Simeon. When you take a look at Trevor Simeon, and it's interesting, you know, he, he actually admitted apparently in the interview post practice today that uh, the Bronco player that he, you know, was playing for in 2016 stepped out of bounds in a very controversial play that we all thought he stepped out of bounds. Um, it was a funny stat. Somebody, I just saw a tweet. That Trevor Simeon's actually beaten, uh, you know, Drew Brees and, and Tom Brady. So that's the kind of guy that we have here. But look, in this offense, and you, you've said this before, in this offense, know where you're going with the football, deliver it accurately. Don't try to be a hero. You can succeed. Now, when you have above talent that, you know, can, can do more with it, then you get the Drew Brees. But I don't know. Am I, am I, am I too confident that Trevor Simeon can come in and, and run this offense? Yeah, Gus, he can. And you know what the big thing that's going for him? There's no film on him. And he's going to get that next week against uh, the Falcons. He's going to be able to pretty much do what he wants to do because the Falcons don't know what he can do in New Orleans yet. Now, after they get a full game film on him next week, uh, it's going to get a little interesting. It's going to get a little dicey. And, and again, uh, the nice thing is, I'll tell you what, Gus, I wouldn't be surprised to see 41 get 30 touches. 20 runs, 10 catches, because that's the safest thing in the world. Remember, Gus, as I preach to all your listeners, the three things that help a quarterback, an offensive line, a tight end, and a running game. And that's what the Saints have to remember. I also think the addition of Mark Inger was going to be interesting moving forward here as well. That that helps, right? I mean, if you had to lose that, I mean, we talked about it Friday when you were in studio and we saw it Sunday in, in person. We thought, hey, what can he do? He's not the Mark Ingram of old, perhaps a couple of years on those tires, you know, the tread. But Leo, can, can he pick up pressure? He did on one of those Trevor Simeon deep balls. He He picked up a blitzer, gave him time to throw. Can he run a screen? He did. It was the first play that he, you know, got back in the game as a saint. It was a screen near side. 
Can, can he can he just run the ball for a few yards and get some momentum on short yardage? He did. Like those are the things that he can do, and you saw the energy that he brought already. So again, if he can just do that over the next ten games, I think that's an asset. Oh gosh, it's a tremendous asset because all of a sudden when you give forty one a blow and you come in with Ingram, he's going to be able to give you that ten twelve touches. And he is still a load to bring down. He's still the Mark Ingram of old. He just, it, it, it's the old, uh, you know, Toby Keith song. You know, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm yeah. as good once as I ever was. He's good on one or two downs every series. That is a great song, by the way. Uh, Leo Haggerty, who wins on Sunday? Oh, I think the Saints win. Gus, I have never, and I repeat, Never been in a place that was as loud as that Superdome was last Sunday. If the fans show up with that kind of intensity again, yeah, we're talking every time the Bucks came to the ball, it was 110 to 120 decibels in that building. In fact, they were running a jet sweep with Jalen Darden. They had to wave him in because he couldn't hear the daggone snap count wow. to run the daggone jet sweep. So, yeah, I, I think because it, it, it's just the, the same they're on a roll right now, and they got to take advantage of that role because Gus, uh, how long are they talking about Taysom Hill being out? Any idea? Well, no, he's back. He's fully participating, so he'll be ready to go. Um, he'll be playing Sunday. Yeah, so I, I, I think you go with Simeon and you use Hill as a backup, but then now, moving on, as a defensive coordinator playing the Saints, you got to prepare for two guys, and that's going to be a problem. So, yeah, I think the Saints win. Very true. Game of the week for you was what? When you take a look at it, um, kind of an interesting what, what schedule. It was Not or a, what it is, huh? Was it was Green Bay and Kansas? Right, right. <laughs> what it was and what it is exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. What, what's my must-watch game that I got to watch here? Uh, I I still think it's Kansas City and Green Bay just to see if Jordan Love is the guy. Yeah, I, I guess I, you're right. Because again. But, Gus, it's going to be interesting what the NFL does. Because I read a great article about the Atlanta Braves manager, Dickett, and he said a great line. I treat everybody fair. I just don't treat everybody the same. Let's see what the NFL does with Aaron Rodgers, who definitely broke protocol the whole time. He wasn't vaccinated. He wasn't masked up. I think the NFL is going to look the other way. They're not going to throw one of their stars under the bus, and that is going to cause a problem. But again, Kansas City—they uh, got to get it. They got to get it going, and they're playing the right team because they're, they're going against a rookie quarterback. And, and I can remember going to a Green Bay game when Aaron Rodgers was hurt, and they had to come in with Seneca Wallace in the third place. Seneca Wallace goes out. Boy. Wouldn't that be crazy if Love gets hurt and they got to go with Brett Bortles, the quarterback? Would that be a scream? Hmm. This just in, uh, Aaron Wilson reporting that the Falcons have placed Calvin Ridley on the NFI list uh, for dealing with mental health issues. So, look, uh, we love to, to, to make fun of the dirty birds, and we never really want players injured or, you know, seriously and stuff like that. And if a player feels... That he, as he mentioned to his teammates last week, that he just literally can't play for them right now because of a mental health issue. You hope something's okay with him, you know? Always. You know, Gus, I, 
the thing about playing football is you try to hurt the guy, but you don't try to injure him. And there right. is a difference. And, you know, you hate to see anybody lose their livelihood. And that's what this is. Hey, Gus, are you guys going to take a run at uh, Odell Beckham? Well, here's the thing, Leo. It's like I've been talking to Saints fans all day. If you're 23rd on waivers, I mean, the Bengals are in front of you, the Falcons are up there, you got, you know, the Chiefs, the Ravens, you have all those teams in front of you that they can claim them. If they don't claim them, then he's a free agent. Then he gets to choose. And quite honestly, just for, for my thing, now look, the Saints reportedly made a call for him. So they were interested and you think their locker room can handle it. I just don't necessarily know if I want that headache. Gus, I agree with you. I, I, again, everybody says, well, Antonio Brown came down here. I said, yeah, but you had you had TB12 in that locker room. Who was control- in fact, he even lived with Tom Brady. So, yeah, he, I don't think the right. Saints have that. That's what I'm saying. Can he be Antonio Brown? Sure. You're going to have to go out of your way, though, to make sure he's comfortable, to make sure he's happy, to make, that's just a lot for me right now when I'm dealing with a lot of other things on this team. That's, again, that's just me. And quite honestly, I don't know, man, if he's the same receiver that he was a couple years ago. My initial feeling is it. Leo got to run. Thank you so much, sir, for your time. Gus, talk to you next Sunday and hey, we'll be texting during the game. That is for sure. Leo Haggerty, Sports Magazine, covers the NFC South with us. Quick break. We'll put a wraps on this. Uh, Here from Trevor next on ESPN New Orleans. Without, come on within. You will not see nothing like the mighty wind. DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana, and it won't be long until you can bet on all of your favorite sports from the comforts of your own home. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. No deposit required. DraftKings is bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code LaRose when you sign up. Those who sign up right now will get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Louisiana. That's code LaRose to get $100 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-70-STOP. 21 and over. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Coco's Mexican Restaurant on Highway 1 in Raceland is open and ready to please you. They have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Mouth-watering Mexican food daily with delicious specialty dishes like coconut shrimp tacos, Baja fish tacos, plus try the trio burritos or the carne asada. Coco's Mexican has happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. Delivery service from waiters also available. They're located on Highway 1 in Raceland next to the post office. Coco's. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Our thanks to Jordan Kleber, the intern on J.D. Kleber. has been so busy this week, we haven't heard nearly as much from him as we would like to. And at some point when the semester comes to uh, a, a finish, we're going to see him again in studio at some point. I'm telling you, it's been like August since I've seen Jordan. Like, in person, honestly. So looking forward to that. Um... So Trevor Simeon spoke a little bit ago as practice ended. Again, he's been named the starter. We played with Sean Payton, thought about him and his preparation and being ready to go. 
This was Trevor towards the end of meeting with reporters about being prepared and being ready in those meetings that you have Saturday uh, before the game to, to get ready and have that preparation to where if you need to go in, you're ready. And I think it's interesting that he touches on the fact that it, it is something that is kind of built into his nature uh, as well. So hear from the starting quarterback. The backup, of course, to kind of yeah, I think it helps. Uh, it's kind of our chance to hear, you know, you know, Sean and the offensive staff talk about how they visualize a play and in certain situations. Not that we don't have that idea going in, but um, it's just another opportunity to kind of hit hit concepts and what we're expecting, and favorable looks and that sort of thing. So it certainly helps. It's another kind of you know put a stamp on on the week of prep. I would say. And, I mean, it's not like. Yeah, I think it's it's been different in certain places. I think um, probably the first place that I've done it that it's the whole groups included. A lot of times it'll be the play caller and the starter. Um, so being you know the backup or last year just being in, even when I wasn't really involved, uh, being in there and hearing how. You know, Sean talks about things and how he sees it. It's been, it's been a help for sure. You said most of your texts last week jokingly were from your mom. Has she texted you like 200 plus times this week? <laughs> no, my mom. Yeah, no, she hasn't. Uh, she's coming to the game now, so it'll be good. Yeah, good to get my folks to the game. You know, it's funny when you're backing up. Even your family, is, you know, they're in Orlando. <laughs> they don't care about coming to New Orleans for the game. But now uh, they'll be there this week. They'll be good. When was the last time they came to the game? Um, it's been a while. Uh, I had to, New York. Yeah, I was in New York. So, wow, it's crazy when you think of it. Um, so he's gonna have his family and, and his mom's uh, over there during the game. So, look, I I think he can perform well. I legitimately do. And it was funny he did mention also in that presser he didn't get a chance to get to it. That while he looked like he was calm, cool, and confident, he said, yeah, I may not look like I was nervous, but it doesn't mean you always are. So he had the butterflies, and you got to imagine that. And again, though, that's my thing. If he came in, performed that way, admirable job. And imagine getting a full week to prep, a full week to get ready to go, and more importantly, not just on his aspect of it, a full week for Sean to know, and a full week for Sean to game plan, and to prepare, and for the rest of his teammates to know. Um I see a win Sunday. I think it could be fun in a bad way towards the beginning. But you know what? I, I'd like a nice comfy Sunday. How about a blowout? I would love a blowout. Nothing better than a blowout. Anyway, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the game. We'll be here Monday to talk about it as always. Oh, yeah. LSU and Bama's tomorrow as well. Uh, good luck to everybody. Nichols, SLU in the works. Matt Muscona and after further review is up next. You've been listening to the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans, your home of Pelicans basketball. Take on the Warriors tonight at 9.